Hello there, everybody. Welcome back to the Sparkles and Rhinestones pageant podcast. Hello, welcome. So many exciting things coming. It's literally, we're heading into like the busiest time in pageant land where there are like so many finals each weekend. I'm always busy, like September, October time. There is not a weekend off for a while and I'm super excited. So this is my last weekend of relaxation (laughs) well with coaching and interviews all the fun stuff like that as well as working on our project which will be released soon if I have the energy for it (laughs) but honestly trust me it's going to be worth it so bearing on that in mind if you haven't listened to this podcast before hello my name is Hannah Golding I am the founder of Sparks and Rhinestones I'm the host of this podcast um um, I've been in pageants for over 11 years now and the subject we're going to talk about today is something that is very well known in America and it's only kind of brought to our shores as such in the past three or so years and that is the pageant platform but I have done podcasts about this before and I'm a huge advocate for pageant people having a platform. I think it's really important um, as a pageant queen to have passion for something, to have something to advocate for and to have something that you can keep on advocating for well beyond your pageantry years. But we are going to talk today about falling into that pageant platform trap. So just a little background on why I believe pageant platforms are important. When I first started pageantry, in 2010 there was no such thing really in UK systems there was not really a main focus on appearances either you could enter like two or three pageants at the same time and it was not looked down upon at all um you know you could compete in one system compete in another the following week there wasn't too much structure it's more just about and especially if you go back years like I mean I started 2010 like the 80s and 90s were, you know, you'd win a crown, you wouldn't have to do anything with it. Like you just turn up on the day, do your thing, come home. Um, So when I started, it was a Miss Sundan and Wiltshire Heat for Miss England. Um, I placed first run up in that pageant and then found out about uh, Galaxy and Earth and all different pageant systems, which have eventually grown. Um, but there was no publicity element, there was no appearances because you didn't get a sash beforehand, um, even just stating you were a finalist. And then there was a charity element, so it was a separate award, um, and the same with uh, go to the semi-finals and go to um, the, the actual finals. And that was fundraising for the beauty of the course and... The charity that year was a variety children's club. So I know now with Miss England, when you have a Beauty for Cause uh, project, it's something completely different to the charity work. There is, of course, a charity element, but it's more of a project, something you know, something you want to advocate. And how we say with the Queen's Project, um, you know, it's, it's nice to have a plan should you win. But I know this is something you submit uh, and talk about in your interview. So... Bear in mind, appearances weren't needed, and then I competed Miss Earth, I competed in the UK in 2010, uh, there were no really appearances, I think, because once again, you didn't get your sash until the finals, but Miss Galaxy, so it was the first year that Galaxy actually split into 
England, Scotland and Wales. So 2011 were those finals. And it was the first time, it was my first final, I was so overwhelmed. <laughs> um, and yeah, so there was an emphasis on appearance, not an emphasis as such, but it had an information pack. And this is something that I will forever follow in my time pageantry. You can either let your sash gather with dust on the shelf or use it. Get yourself out there. I use that sash so much so that our papers even wrote a like, you know, who was the real Miss Swindon? Because it wasn't really well known that there was another pageant uh, in our in our county. It was the Miss Swindon and Wiltshire pageant was every year. Sometimes some papers would, you know, um, talk about these pageants. There would be an article. Uh, but it wasn't as well known and from me during appearances and there's another girl who was in Miss GB before it got taken over um that was a photo heat that she competed in and of course the winner that competed in the 2010 finals the same as me it wasn't that well known but by doing appearances and then the following year I did win Miss London and once again um continue with the appearances so much so that in 2012 our former Mrs. UK Galaxy 2018, Ruth, uh, she won Miss Wiltshire, and together with Georgia Holmes, who was Delaney back then, uh, she competed in Miss Wiltshire, she, well, she competed in Galaxy, but she was representing Miss Wiltshire, and we started doing appearances together, got more well-known, we'd go to charity events, and, you know, appearances kind of grew in the UK pageant industry, it wasn't a big focus and now suddenly there are girls fundraising thousands upon thousands of pounds going to different events doing the work in their community it really grew it wasn't a requirement but you know it was being active with that sash it was doing the stuff that we wanted to do now when it comes to platforms platforms as I said it wasn't really a, a big thing of in pageantry until the past three or so years um, I've had a platform since 2014. My platform is mental health and body confidence. What well, it was back then, now it's just mental health. So for me, it was advocating um, to talk more. Um, I became a Time to Change ambassador. I fundraised for Mind. I did so much stuff on body confidence. Um, I read platforms from the many uh, books that I have on American pageantry. So there was no books in, on UK pageantry, hence why I wrote the book, <laughs> The UK Pageantry, The Ultimate Pageant Handbook, which explains all about UK pageant systems, as in like um, like the stuff that goes on in pageantry, what you expected, appearances, sponsorship, like all the little things. Um, and the reason why I did write the UK book was because the American books, although they have platforms in the interviews, we are vastly different, whereas we don't ask about um, political questions, we don't ask about religious, and we don't ask about current affairs. Although there are some pageants, you know, that do focus on, for example, um, Miss Eco, uh, Miss Environment, uh, Miss Earth. There should be questions based around the environment, because that's a pageant that you're advocating for, you know, like, that's a awareness that you're advocating for. It's not just a pattern you're going to compete in it's your striving to make a difference within that but 
the pageants here don't ask those questions and maybe asked about society questions as in a woman's place within society or current struggles of the youth of today things like that but there's no pressing issues and some pageants avoid that because they want it to be a more relaxed environment they want to get to know you as a person uh, so a platform isn't really something that is quite needed within UK pageantry but going back to that the book like the books always focus on that hence why I did the UK but not to say that American pageants are harder to compete in than the UK. I said there's different levels, of course, with the different pageants, but there's different focuses. Some people will just compete in pageants upon pageants upon pageants in America, um, win the crown and then do nothing and go on to the next pageant because, you know, it's what they're good at at the day. They, they talk the talk, they walk the walk. Whereas here in the UK, we do that, but we take pride in the fact that we want to be it's the after, the after crown moments. And that's where a platform comes in. So as I said, I'm always a big advocate as advocate of someone who like in pageantry that, to have a platform is so important. For one, it gives you, as I said, it gives you a conversational piece in your interview, especially with COVID. It really helped having a platform because that's stuff you could talk about and stuff you could do, um, whether it's educating yourself, reading up materials, taking short courses, whether it's, you know, being involved in organisations, in with collections. Um, I remember looking before the pandemic at my platform, hence why I took out the body confidence part, because that does come under a branch of mental health anyway. Um, and I was like, okay, so what can I do to further make the impact? Yes, I am a time change and uh, champion I talk about my experiences you know on different interviews I'll talk about my my mental health and and what we can do and on awareness days but what else can I do and that's when I created the Queen Chats podcast and the reason I created that is because it was another outlet it was somewhere where I could talk about my experiences and interview other pageant queens who'd gone through the same thing different things similar things um you know, different mental health conditions and illnesses. It was a place where, and I always say this is like the the honest, an honest approach into the world of pageantry, you know, showing that we are normal people, everyday people. Because not here in the UK, different places in the world, they'll put pageant queens on a pedestal, the same as how you put celebrities on a pedestal. And you kind of forget that they are human that they have human emotions and um, that go through everything. And I always say that you can see a picture of a queen with a crown of sash on her head, beautiful gown, and she could be going through the worst time ever. There have been days where, especially recently, as I said, I've been suffering quite a bit um, with my mental health. And there are days where I can be completely on the ball. Um, it never affects my work. Um, I'd like to state that because... You put yourself in a different mindset when you are helping someone else. Um, you always say, you know, the strongest people, the ones you wouldn't know that have these weaknesses because they put on that face. There have been times where, as I said, <laughs> personal life when things have happened and, you know, literally five minutes later, I've gone into like a coaching session or I've gone to appearances and, you know, even if the world is crumbling in my head, I'm still there on pageant mode. 
and that is what I wanted the podcast to be, to show, like, the pros and cons of it all, you know, of having conditions, and raising awareness, talking about the stigmas, uh, eradicating those, talking about taboo subjects, it's basically just that, (laughs) and that was something that I could do in the comfort of my own home, because I know my limitations, I know what I can and can't do, and of course COVID came up, so it kind of changed what I could do anyway, um, but this was a chance for people to talk in their own homes, you know, it used to be from video, and then it was just audio for a podcast format, um, rather than video format, and yeah, it was, um, great way of reaching different audiences so not just a pageant audience but people on the podcast like the podcast reaches male female and non-binary people it um is listened to in america in australia um in different countries um asia like so many different continents like it reaches that and it's be very nice for someone to listen to those stories and to feel a little bit of empathy and to feel a bit more comfort that someone else has gone through what they've gone through or you know they aren't feeling alone and that is what platform is it's raising awareness it's talking about these issues and you're bringing them to light with your crown that crown and sash is a platform for your platform uh how many times would i say platform in this podcast episode so yes it's that elevation you should be passionate about your platform you should have experience or uh, you know there should be some connection there and this is where you will fall down the the platform trap because you feel like you have to have a platform there have been many winners throughout the time in pageantry that have won without supporting a charity cause without fundraising loads without going to all these different appearances um you know they've won because they were the best on the day they gave a good interview they gave good on stage and that's why they won and I know that some people will feel very annoyed that they've done all this sort of stuff and someone just waltzed in and took the crown. But they were the best on the day. You can't fault that. You did your work. But it's also, why did you do your work? Why did you think of these campaigns? Why did you fundraise this money? This is where the thought process goes behind it. Were you doing it just for the crown? Or are you doing it because you want to? So talking about platforms, as I said, it wasn't well known in the past three years, people have talked more about it. Now so much so that it is in information packs. Um, so I'm going to go and list some examples of some pageants that aren't platform-based and ones that are. Now, once again with this, you don't have to have a platform to win. But in some, it will be beneficial to think of a cause or a charity. Even if it's not a platform, think of a charity that you like to fundraise for. And think of why you want to fundraise for. And that's how you build your platform. Because you're thinking, okay. So, for example, um, I could say that I've had friends who have suffered with cancer. So, I want to fundraise for Cancer Research UK or Copperfield. So, those are going to be my charities of choice that I will fundraise for. With charity comes to fundraising but also raising the awareness why am I doing this because of my friends um you know and what you look out for that's when you start raising awareness for not just money but for the actual cause itself and that is what a platform is it's the cause in illness um you know the charity is not your platform that's the charity you're fundraising for it's the awareness is what you can do for that but some pageants 
that are not platform-based. And whenever I coach someone and they're like, right, I need a platform, and we go through options, and there's no connection to any of the things they're saying, or they feel like they have to. They're like, well, everyone else has a platform. I need a platform. That's not true. As I said before, many people have won without platforms. But let's go on to talk about the systems. So Galaxy, for example, Galaxy is not a platform-based system. Um, it does fundraise for a charity, it funds the Christie, but that's not um, a judged. So you don't earn points on the charity. It's more of, um, you know, you get an award, same as publicity, you get five additional points, but that's it, it's capped. There's no more. So they're not a platform-based charity. They're not going to ask you about your platform, but they might ask you about, you know, a charity or fundraise for the Christie charity or maybe causes you have. So you don't have to be so tied to a platform, you know, where, and this is the thing of a platform, when you have it and when you choose it, what are you going to do with it? Because I've said to people, okay, so your platform is this. Um, so for example, one girl, her platform was cancer research, so charity, like cancer charities and something else as well. But the work that she was doing, it described to me more of humanitarian work of, um, you know, humanitarian issues and, uh, talking about things like that and the stuff that she was doing I was like this should be your platform like cancer research is a great charity to fundraise for and you should talk about that especially stuff you've done but when it comes to your platform this is the causes you're raising awareness for this is the stuff you should be doing and the same with another queen whose platform was all different types of things that she was doing and as I said you won't be stuck to when you're working not working but (laughs) when you're a pageant queen um, you're not just tied down to one awareness. Like if you have a platform, that's it. You do nothing else. As I said my platform is mental health, but I do a yearly collection for homeless because I'm a project code red ambassador. I'm a patron for a local charity. Um, I talk about domestic um violence and raise awareness for that, as well as talking about you know the LGBTQA plus community and how we can be more of an ally in raising causes and concerns for you know how pageantry can be more diverse um you know it's using your voice to speak up for issues that concern you and you want to bring more light and yeah so with that and I think I went off she had all these causes but there was no structure and I was like okay this all sounds you do so much you do lots of volunteering so this is going to be your platform with that and then it's guiding the process of this is why I've said this, this is what you do, this is the impact you make. So yes, Galaxy may ask you questions on your um, charity work or causes or awareness. They might directly ask you if you have a platform, they might not, but you don't have to have one. I said there have been queens that have won with no platforms. Um, and then going on to IGEM, for example, International Junior Miss. Um, they don't have a platform. Like, there's no, once again, no charity or appearances uh, that you're judged on. And, yeah, the, I mean, the interviews are one minute long in a Robin Round style, because that's the American style that happens at internationals, because many internationals, like the UK 
heats, as I search, the nationals will reflect that. You have one minute. You're not going to be able to <laughs> get across everything you want in a minute. They want to know you as a person. Are you going to fit this system? Um, so saying all that, there are some pageants that are platform based. So I'm going to give Yemi as the example. So for Yemi, there is once again, no charity, no chosen charity, no appearances. However, you can submit an appearance folder, hence where you get your sash. But there is a way of, with our motto, aspire to inspire, it's a way of talking about what you would do with the title, your plan, your actions. And a platform really works with this, especially as when you go to America, they count your community hours and they have a live application. So it's community hours and there'll be questions based and asking about your platform, your community work, what you want to do as a queen. And that's why having a platform is a benefit. Now, I have known every queen since 2016 of who has won and there have been pageant girls who have won who haven't had a platform you know I will say so my bestie Georgia uh, she won the misses 2018 won internationals if she was to say she'd have a platform it would be Alzheimer's and dementia but that was a fun that was a charity she fundraised for um she didn't have a platform beforehand and, you know, that would be the charity of choice. And even now, as I said, she, you know, she did it because of family members, like she was fundraising to raise awareness and for memory. And yeah, it was not a necessity. She still went to events, she still fundraised, she, she still do interviews and she still give her time. But it wasn't as an essential thing of her having to have a platform. Whereas for me, my platform was most of the things that I did with my title. Though I do appearances and go to events, you know, I talk a lot about my platform and raise awareness. You know, so you don't have to. Same as Royal Miss International, um, or Royal International Miss even. There is the element of the role model. So, you know, you have the scrapbook, um, you know, you talk about, you can talk about your platform, you talk about what you want to do. And it's it's once again mirroring the internationals um you know the internationals is very much on community projects but what you're doing um and the same with other pageants as well you look at the internationals and see what is expected some internationals just expect appearances others want you to have a project or a message um you know the same as like with miss england with the um beauty of a purpose project that when you win you go to miss world you know, they want you to have a project that you want to implement during your time as Miss England or Miss Wales or, um, you know, any of the countries that are joining in Miss World. And then what you do if you won Miss World, that's what gets asked about in their interview. So if you are asked about your platform, but you're not really sure about it, you can't give a definite answer. You can't say that, um, you know, this is this is my platform. Why is it your platform? Give an explanation. What have you been doing? I've been raising awareness by posting things on social media, but what else have you been doing? There needs to be more. If you're just posting stuff and raising awareness, you're not doing much for your platform. You're not succeeding in having a successful platform and there's no passion behind it. Raising awareness is great and sharing posts, but what are you personally doing? You know, we always say the the joke about pageantry with the world peace. And it's like, how can we as pageant queens, 
achieve world peace. We just, as it, you know, it's a running joke of, I'd love world peace. But you have to think of, how can you implement something like that? Um, let's not go down that route. Um, <laughs> have that discussion. Because that's a very big discussion um, to have. But for yourself, like, I want to... So when I say about my platform, I say, I want to eradicate the stigma that is attached between um, going to therapy and taking medication with um, having mental health conditions. How am I doing that? How I do that is raising awareness by interviewing other pageant queens, by learning about their conditions, about showing you know, talking about it, because talking more about a condition um, gives us more education about that condition, gives us more about their experience, and it's those taboo subjects that you wouldn't think about talking about, you're making it more easier. Mental health is still a lot of people's platforms, and we always say, you know, like, being more open, talking more. We are as a society, more open now to talk about mental health, but there are still so many communities, for example, um, in the BAM communities, it can be very hard to open up about mental health, you know, it's just not seen as the right thing to do, um, the same with other cultural differences, you know, we still, as a society now, we are a little bit more open, but still, you know, men, men don't want to open up, um, about their mental health issues, you know, due to the sexism that it creates, you know, that that fragile masculinity, toxic masculinity, that's the word that I was looking for, um, of thinking that they have to be all right all the time, that these feelings are not real. Um, I had that. The guy that I was engaged to the second time, um, I remember him saying that my depression wasn't real, that my condition wasn't real, that what is the point of me taking medication? However, I also learned that he had mental health issues in the past from his mum. She told me about um things that he had done. And obviously, it's not my place to say anything more about that. But, like, he would make fun of me for my mental health, even though he had suffered. But because he was meant to be seen as the man, um, it wouldn't, you know... Is still we still have so such a long way to go with so many things, and so with my platform, these are the things that I'm taking. So when you think about your platform, don't fall into, don't fall into that pageant platform trap of I have to have a platform. Everyone else has a platform. They're doing this. The same with the campaigns. I have to do a campaign. What are you going to do a campaign about? What is the impact? What is the end goal? You know, I will never stop talking about mental health because it's a part of me. It's a part of my understanding. Um, it's part of who I am. And past pageantry is still going to be something that I advocate for. If you have a charity you work with, sometimes, as I said, people outgrow platforms. Sometimes the the platform interest isn't, they're not as interested anymore. Um, there's still so many different elements to it. But I'm telling you, you don't have to force yourself to have one. If you're not interested in it, if you don't have the time to dedicate to it if you don't have that thought process behind it honestly it's not a big deal if you don't have one if you have a charity you love fundraising for then fundraise for them and that's what you're going to talk about um if it's a charity that you fundraise for but you're not too overly passionate for so for example a lot of people will fundraise for the charity uh, the pageants chosen charity there's not really that much of emotional connection but you know it's a charity that they've chosen you might have to do a little bit of research into it. Um, 
especially if people are donating, you want to tell them where their money is going. But overall, you know, you don't have to have a platform to be a winner. Think of yourself in your pageant life and think of, okay, so I want to compete in this pageant. I just want to have fun. That's fine. Go to systems that you feel you have fun. There'll be no responsibilities, no ties to that. You know, using non-contracted pageants um, are the best way for that because there's no contract. You're not, I'm not saying you're being forced because no one's forced <laughs> to do anything. I, I hope so. Um, but, you know, you're not, you've not got on your mind that this is a, a thing that you need to do. Um, but think of it, yes, think of the whole picture. I got into pageants because I wanted to fundraise for charities. And I know people will say, you can do that anyway. But I felt that having a sash and a crown means more people will listen to me, which means more money be donated. And then that benefits everyone. I've got to learn, I've got to learn more about myself and learn more about different causes and different charities through pageantry, through awareness days. I've learned so much and I love that about pageantry. But not everyone wants to do that. Not everyone wants to have that. But it's how you portray yourself in your pageant interviews. If you don't have a platform and they ask about it, what are you going to say? So for me, if I didn't have a platform and the pageant asked, do you have a pageant platform? Usually, if they were asking that, they would ask alongside or a charity that you're fundraising for, which gives you the chance to talk about your charity or your platform. If neither, if they just said platform, I would say, I absolutely love competing in pageants and the experience that goes with it. I found that I haven't connected to a platform as much as I'd want to. However, I've made sure to join in many different appearances. I've helped on different charities such as this charity, this charity, this charity. I've had so much fun doing this crazy event for charities and doing this fundraiser um, you know, that I don't I feel that I want to stick to one cause or one awareness. I want to fundraise for everything. I want to raise awareness for everything. You know, if you are honest, like, it's not saying, like, oh, I have this platform because this. It's better to be honest than to say, my platform is... I'm going to try and find something that I don't know anything about. Um, so, maybe... Um, my platform is agriculture and this is because i believe that it's really important to have a strong presence in agriculture see i don't know anything about agriculture um because i've not re- i would have done some research i would have hoped um but how would i've done that you know campaign support support local farmers maybe um i'm just spitballing here i i'd assume because you know agriculture um <clears throat> learn more about it but as I said I'm not passionate about it so it's not it's not anything I can relate to the crown when you're doing what you're interviewing they're talking about charities and causes they want to know like are you going to do stuff like to fundraise from the further if you have this crown sash you know what what can we expect from you as a queen that's what they're learning having a platform that you have no connection with or a small connection but it's not strong enough you know, it's like going on a date with someone who, you know, dating is not good in my world right now, but going on a date with someone who, like, you had a bit of banter with them at the start when you were chatting, but you get there and you're just like, 
you've met them in person, it's not as fun, there's no conversation, it's not flowing, there's no connection there anymore, you know, it's fizzled, it's gone, it's the same with a platform, you know, when you're first looking at it and first reading, you're like, yes, I can plan this, I can plan that, and then you get into it and you're like, actually, I'm not really feeling it, I'm not really liking this, um, so yeah, it's, it's, um, going along with that, uh, so, with all of that, (laughs) with all of that, don't fall down the trap, you don't have to have one, and I say with all of our advice, I say, of course, I advocate for a platform, because for me, a platform works, it, you know, I can juggle, do my interviews around being a mum, there are days that I have my diary that I want to be doing stuff for, you know, I'm always that person to share my experiences, but it does not work for everyone, what works for one does not work for another, and that is why I said the pageant world evolves so much, we have so much we can do and offer, and things change, back when I started, platforms weren't a thing, appearances weren't a thing, now appearances were a thing, now platforms are a thing, it might go to a point where we're not doing any of that anymore. <laughs> we might just turn up and compete. I don't see that happening. Um, but I see more and more things happen in pageants and things change all the time. Um, so don't feel like you have to have a platform. Don't force it. If there's a charity you want to fundraise for, just fundraise for that. Um, there's so much. Don't feel like you have to force yourself to do anything as a pageant queen just because you see other people doing it. Other people are not concer- uh, not your concern, it's you. You are the concern. You are the one who has to do these events and has to do these posts and has to commit a certain amount of time to do them. If it's not in your best interest, just don't do it. That is the big thing. <laughs> just don't force yourself to be someone that you're not. If you don't have a platform, it's not the end of the world. Eventually, you might discover you have a platform within pageantry. Um people have done it years later, they have something, but it's not a requirement for all, so please don't fall into that pageant trap of needing a platform, it's not needed, if you're not fully dedicated to that cause or awareness, then just do what you can, but don't call it a platform, so I really hope that this has kind of helped a little bit, um, if you are struggling with your platform choice, if you have things, please drop us a message. I absolutely love talking about platforms. I love knowing different pageant queens' platforms as well. As I said, my brain is full of it's not useless knowledge, but there's so much pageant knowledge in there. I'm like, okay, so these are the queens on this year. This was their platforms. You know, as I said, like I like learning about different pageant queens and through Sparks and Rhinestones, I've got to interview so many different girls for the page and hear about their platforms and their stories. So if you feel like you're struggling, give us give us a message and see what we can do. Um some people, as I said, I've I've coached people and they've not been sure about their platform. We talk about, you know, or they want to change it, and then we discuss things and like, oh my god, yes, I could do this, I could do that. Sometimes you just need that spark. Um, all that sparkle. <laughs> that sparkle, add that extra sparkle. Um yeah, I hope this has helped you guys. Um, there'll be more topics. Just message me if there's ever a topic you want me to cover. Um, my podcasts are always, always spaced out or close together. Like, there is no like I'm gonna release on this day and that. I'm not as organized as some of the other passion podcasts. 
it's just when the moment feels like it. Um, but there are so many exciting things coming for Sparks and Rhinestones. We are going to Pageant Queen, Miss Pageant Queen, the, and Slash the Peer Awards next week. Uh, up for an award for Pageant Media. So super excited about that. Um, so what is that? We have lots of events to go to. We are comparing and hosting or judging. Um, and just watching, just enjoying pageantry. Um, so thank you guys so, so much for listening. I hope this information has helped you. If not, I apologise that you've listened this far and not learned anything. <laughs> but I hope you've learned a little bit, even if it's just about me. <laughs> um, but thank you so, so much. Watch out now the 1st of October for some exciting announcements. But for now, I will leave you to your morning, afternoon, evening, early night, early morning, whenever you're listening to this. But thank you so much for listening and supporting.